0: Thanks for listening, come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app or to iTunes. Now let's get to this week's lesson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. We're a lively bunch today. So happy Mother's Day to those of you whom that applies, and we're glad you're here today. Um, We'll start this morning with our scripture memory passage, and it is on the screen. So it will not be on the screen for very long, uh, but it's up there right now. So if you happen to know this, go ahead and stand, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. So, Miss Amy V and the harnesses. Anybody else? Going once? Going twice? All right. Miss Carrie?
1: Therefore, be imitators of God yes. and beloved children. Yes. Walk in love as Christ loved and offered himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God.
0: Yes. And Justin's trying to figure out if he memorized the same version or not. So, there you go. Should Justin? Same Bible. <coughs> Uh, therefore, be imitators of God, as uh, beloved brethren, yeah. beloved children, right. uh, and walk in love. As Christ loved us, gave Himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Nice. In Five, one, and two. Good. Oh, even with the reference at the end. Okay. Harkening back to his younger days. Uh, Miss V, you got it?
1: Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Yes.
0: I'm just gonna do the first one. Excellent. That's a good one for today's lesson too, right? I thought that was. Uh, Uh, interesting, because when George picked, George Jackson spoke last week, and when he picked the memory verse for this week, it actually flows very well into what Amy Velocin is going to be talking to us about today, which is puggles for grown-ups, which is a fantastic concept. Now, uh, I've been out the last three weeks, and then today, and then we'll start next week with a new series, Solomon on Social Media, and I'm very excited about that one. Uh, But today, uh, as our tradition for how many years is now? Five years? Five or six? Yeah. So it's to the point where we can't mess with it at this point, right? This is this is uh, Amy V. and Mother's Day. So thank you for being here this morning.
1: Happy Mother's Day. Um, don't know about you. Sean and I talked about this briefly already. But today was a massive explosion in the Vilosin house this morning. And it's usually like... It's like I'm standing in front of my daughter going, I have to go be Jesus to a room full of people? It's Mother's Day. <laughs> mm. It always happens. Not but 13. I I, don't know. I can't think of a better way to start my day. While it takes me a bit out of my comfort zone, standing here has become one of my favorite parts of Mother's Day. You may have noticed this huge thing behind me that says Puggles for Grown-Ups. Puggles are the latest addition to the Awana teachings, and not all clubs have puggles. The class is for late twos, early threes, and while some websites tend to disagree, in Awanas, we say that a puggle is a baby platypus. They're just learning to swim, learning their surroundings, and over the years, I have come to learn that this is the perfect description of our little friends in that class. They are just learning about God's love his creation, and that he made them. They are just learning what it means to walk with Christ. And if you don't think this is capable, at that young of an age, Jessica Miller and I invite you to come spend a night with us next year. I have taught Puggles ever since we started attending Stewart Heights. When I started, my Jay was in his last year of Cubbies. He is now in his last year of TNT. My first puggle class are now finishing the third grade. I joke about not being able to ever graduate puggles. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'll always consider myself a puggle. I, too, am still learning to swim through this Christian life. I've said for years that this will be my last year teaching puggles for a while. (laughs) But every year, I come back, because honestly, I'd miss it. While I am teaching basic Puggle principles today, there will hopefully be some differences between teaching here and teaching in the Puggle room. (laughs) I will hopefully have your attention for more than seven minutes. I will not have to ask Miss Jessica to come sit next to you (laughs) for not having your Puggle bill closed. And I will not have to remind you that Puggle and his finger puppet friends Only come out if we have our listening ears on. (laughs) There will, however, be several similarities. God's love will be shared. And I have already prayed that you will remember something I say. God's word will remain true and unchanged. The four main concepts we puggle and covers are God made everything, He saw that it was good. God is love and give thanks. You may be thinking these are four very basic concepts and my answer is yes, they are. But when was the last time we focused on any of them? As adults, we sometimes tend to make things harder than they are. We get so lost in deep theology that we lose sight of the basic of our foundation. We tend to lose focus that God made everything. He is love, and we should thank him for that. The first several lessons in Puggles, we talk about creation. The lessons break down the days of creation to make it easier for the kids to remember this. And this year, they have done a fabulous job. Puggle point number one, God made everything. John 1, 1 through 3 says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was God, and the word was with God. And he, in, he, was in, he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and nothing without him was made. God made everything. Everything God made was the way he intended it. He created the colors of the flowers. He made the clouds to look just so. Everything has the fingerprints of God on it. In Matt Chandler's book, The Explicit Gospel, he says, So every aspect of creation, from the largest galaxy to the tiniest burst of flavor in food or drink or seasoning, radiates the goodness of God. Everything declares that in the beginning, God made me. Genesis 1.1 states, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God. God was here before the beginning. He is the eternal, everlasting God. God has always existed. He is the creator of time itself. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. We can gather all of this from the first few words of the gospel. How amazing is our God. Genesis 1-3 says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. We see that God speaks. He does not remain silent through creation. The earth was formed because God spoke. Animals were created because God spoke them into being. God spoke man into existence. He speaks, and his words are accomplished. The world and all that is in it is spoken into existence by the Almighty. God took a very active approach when it comes to creation. God was vocal and intentional. No less than eight times in Genesis 1, we see in Scripture that God said, and it was so. Everything in creation is intended to point us back to the Creator. Genesis 1:26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Not only did God speak and brought man into being, he breathed life into him and made him a living creature. Genesis 2 7 says, And then the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. I found this statement about God using his words and breath to form man. God takes dust and earth and forms a man. As if that were not astonishing enough, then God breathes into his nostrils. God uses his mouth to exhale his breath of life into the nostrils of man. What a glorious picture of God's powerful mouth. The same mouth that spoke everything into existence is now breathing man into existence. Without speaking, without God speaking, nothing would be. And likewise, without God breathing, no man would be. This should quickly humble us when we ponder on just what this must have been like. And that quote is from Jonathan Chambers God's words were used to bring forth life and light to this earth. When the Lord speaks, his words are fulfilled. As Christians, this truth ought to give us great comfort. For God says in John 14:3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself. For where I am, there you may be also. These are God's words, and this is his truth, and this shows us God's love in action. He will one day return for us, of those who have surrendered our lives to him. And we get to spend eternity with him in a place that he has prepared just for us. The average man speaks about 7,000 words a day, while the average woman speaks about 20,000 words a day. And my Jacob speaks about 50,000 words a day. (laughs) Our words can be powerful. They can be used in love or in anger. They can be used to build up or tear down. They can be used to edify or to destroy. How many of our words are used to bring joy and love to others? Some research shows that it takes four positive comments to erase one negative comment. Our words can be used as an instrument to lead others to Christ. Are our words being used to bring life and light to those around us? Can others see Christ in us by our words? Colossians four six says, Let your speech be seasoned with grace, be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may be known. That you may be known you ought to answer each one. Salt is used to preserve and to season. Our speech should do the same. It should enhance and it should never be better. It should be used to lift up and not to tear down. Our speech should always reflect God's goodness. Puggle point number two. God saw that it was good. After God speaks, he examines his work and declares that it was good. God rejoices in his work. He delights in it. He takes pleasure in it. His creation gives him praise because we were created for worship. God's creation, us included, are an expression of his glory. We are made in the image of God, and he declared us good. That should bring us great comfort and joy. God declared that what he created was good because God himself is good. Psalms 105 says, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. God's love is endless. It will never change, and it will never cease to exist. God loves us because he is good. James 1, 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights, and with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God gives to us, not based on what we can bring to the table, but he freely gives to us. He gives to us because he is loving and faithful and good. First Chronicles 16.34 says, O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercies endure forever. He is good through every circumstance, through every trial and every storm, through every victory and every defeat. He does not stop giving because we fail. On our own, we could never be good enough. It is through Christ and Christ alone that we are saved and purified. Psalms 145.9 says, the Lord is good to all. His tender mercies are over all of his works. The Lord is good to all. If we are lost or if we have come to a saving faith through our Father, no matter where we are, God is good. Our faith, our decision to follow him does not depict his goodness. God is still good to all. Luke 18, 19. So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but, but one, and that is God we should always focus on his ability, not our own. Psalms 31, 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid upon those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. We could spend the rest of Sunday school talking about God's goodness, and we won't even scratch the surface of how truly awesome our God is. (coughs) I am standing here today, five years cancer-free from a cancer that doctors surely thought would kill me or spread in that time. I'm standing here because God is good. He is merciful. He is forgiving. He is loving and just. And he is almighty. He loves us unconditionally. And we are so undeserving. He calls us. He cleans us. He loves us. Because God is good. Puggle point number three, give thanks. In Puggles, we go back through creation and thank God for the things that he made. We talk about giving thanks for our families, our friends, the Bible, and God's son. One thing I have learned is that you get some very honest answers in Puggles. (laughs) One night, we were talking about giving thanks to God for our families and I was going around the circle asking the kids who were in their families. When I got to one little one in particular, they said they were thankful for their mother. And like I did with everybody that came before him, I asked him, who else? And just very matter-of-factly, he said, I don't have a daddy. My question stopped there. I believe we finished rather quickly that night because that answer threw me. But he was still thankful. First Thessalonians 5:18: "And everything give thanks. for this is the will of God in Christ, Jesus for you. There are too many times that we focus on what we don't have, and God has blessed us. God is good, and we should give him thanks and praise. We should thank Him in all circumstances. And this is very hard for me to comprehend. There is so much wrong with this world. However, we don't have to thank him for the negative in our lives. But we can thank him for always being there, for being God, and for remaining true to his promises. Philippians 4.6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Over the years, I have had plenty to be anxious for. Since the last time I stood here a year ago, I've been hospitalized four times. And of those four, I've had surgery too. God has taken me down paths I never thought were there, didn't even know were there. And he has protected me and my family every step of the way. He has blessed me far beyond what I deserve. And for that, I am very thankful. Philippians 4.6 also says that we should make our requests known to God. We have the remarkable privilege to be able to talk to our Creator. The one who spoke the stars into being and the one who tells the oceans when to rise and fall, we can talk to Him. We can cry out to Him. And even even more unbelievable than that, He hears us. As Christians, we have many reasons to be thankful. We should be thankful for just who God is, he is our deliverer who saved us from a life of sin. He is our shelter when times get tough. He is our loving father who watches over us and protects us. He answers our call and sees every tear we cry. He is our rock, our firm foundation, and he is forever faithful and he is always there. Like we read in James 1:17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And for that, we should give him all the thanks and praise. When my kids were younger and would be unhappy with a certain thing that they were asked to do, we would always say a happy heart is a thankful heart. Meaning in all things, obedience to your Savior, to your parents, or whatever situation, we are to have a happy heart. When your heart is happy, it's hard not to be thankful. God is love. God's love is powerful and it is constant. God's love is overpowering and all-consuming. 1 John 4.8 He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God just doesn't love us. He is love. Everything God does and is is embedded in love. He spoke the world into existence because God is love. He controls the universe because God is love. And we are here because God is love. In all things, we must remain focused that God is love. God is love, and he loves us all the time. God loves you no matter where we are. We do not have to come to God clean and presentable. Lucky for us, we can come to him as is, and he does the cleaning and the changing. Colossians 3, 23 through 24 states, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. <clears throat> when we are asked to do things <clears throat> We are, we are asked to do things every day that are unglamorous, things that get little to no attention. Doing these things begrudgingly or with hesitation is not serving in love. My sister gave me a small framed verse, a copy of this verse, and I had it in my kitchen for the longest time when I was a stay-at-home mom. It was right over my sink in my kitchen, and I looked at it several times a day and through the tears and the tantrums and the piles of dirty dishes, it reminded me I was doing everything for Christ. <clears throat> this verse now sits on my desk at work. In all things, I serve Christ. Is Christ the center of my actions and words at work? In all things, we are to show Christ's love. Romans 8, 37-39. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In David Jeremiah's book, God Loves You, He Always Has and He Always Will, He states, God's love is free, spontaneous, unprompted, and uninfluenced. There is nothing we can do to cause God to love us, and there is nothing we can do to prevent him from loving us. God loves us simply because he is God, not because we have done anything to cause it. God's love is beyond our understanding and beyond our comprehension. We do nothing to deserve his love. He loves us freely and completely. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die in our place. He willingly faced a horrible death to show us his love for us God just doesn't love us when he feels like it. He loves us all the time. He loves us with a magnificent, unfailing love. For as John 3.16 says, he so loved us. 1 John 4.19, we love him because he first loved us. It's as simple as that. God loved us before we were here, before anything was here. God loved us. His love knows no bounds. There are no limitations, there are no demands, and there is no stopping God's love. A sweet friend of mine texted me the other day upset. Life was crazy, and she was feeling the stress of being a working mom, a wife, and it was right in the middle of baseball season. She asked me what I felt my purpose was. I told her a variety of purposes. You know, wife, mother, employee, friend, daughter, sister. But the first thing I said was, I am a child of God, and my purpose is to every day serve Him. And while I fell at this, I can cling to the truth that His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new because God is love. God loves us deeply and unexplainably. He loved us before we were born, and He loves us when we doubt. When we argue, when we question, he is a good, good father. His love stretches beyond our understanding. His love is the answer to so many questions. His love heals, it protects, it cleanses. His love allows me to fill my purpose in life. Well, yes, I am a wife whose purpose is to walk through this life with the man that I married, and I am a mother whose purpose is to raise her children, to be strong, independent, loving, and respectful people. And I am an employee who strives to make the workplace better for the company that I work for and the people that I work with. And I am a friend who loves, cries, and laughs with those who know me best. And I am a sister and a daughter who have been there through it all. While I am all of these things every day to a variety of people, His love is the reason that I am able to do or to be anything. His love is the reason we are all here. His love is the answer. No matter the question, our attention should always return to Jesus. Rick Warren said, God is love. He didn't need us, but he wanted us. And that is the most amazing thing. This school year has been really hard on both of my kids. They have faced bullies and cruel words from so-called friends, and this hurts my mother's heart to a core. I know that in this world they will face hard times, and while I want to protect them from every hurtful word, I am extremely proud of how they have both handled themselves. God's love is more powerful than this mother's love, and is stronger than any more In any hurtful word, and it gives us strength when we know we are at our weakest. God was here before the creation of the earth and will always be here. He loves us then and He loves us now. I feel as if I have been extremely repetitive today, but there is not an adjective strong enough to describe God our Father's love. We are an expression of His glory. Man was spoken into existence by the Almighty Himself. We are made purposefully, and we are made proudly. And we were made to worship our Creator. We were made to love Him and to show His love with others. God made us because He wanted to, not because we had to. I think we all need a good puggle lesson every now and then. Remembering that God spoke the world, and all of creation into existence. That God looked upon his work and declared it good, reminding us to be thankful in all things because he is always there. And reminding us to focus on God's love. He displayed his love for us on the cross, dying for our sins for those who have (laughs) accepted him. And we get to spend eternity with him. This life can be so complicated and scary to face. It can be challenging, overwhelming, and just plain busy. Centering on these four basic principles can make us slow down and turn our attention back to Christ. He can pull us back to him. His love never fails. When our minds and our hearts and our eyes are focused on him, the worries and the stresses of this world just seem to fade away. And while they are still there, we can take heart in knowing that the magnificent creator of the universe loves us and has a purpose and plan for our life. The almighty creator himself is holding us through every situation of our lives. Even when my perfectly planned and color-coded to-do list does not go like it should, God's will will still be done and my heart will still be happy. I love getting to teach puggles. Where else can you be be reminded to be thankful for corn dogs? (laughs) And be reassured that the giant pickle in the VeggieTale movie is pretend, but the Goliath, he was a real man. (laughs) These puggles love so unashamedly, and they sing praises so loudly that it's made me reflect on my own faith more than once. While some nights can be crazy and stressful, this always pulls me back to Matthew nineteen fourteen, But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. One night last year, as the puggle was leaving, his grandmother looked down at him and said, Now what do you say? Then he looked up at me and said, Wow. <laughs> May we all be able to say that when we've been in the presence of the Lord. To show you a little glimpse of what we go through every night, I'd like to show you the first part of our Puggle lesson. I would also like to take the time to thank my Puggle helper, Jessica Miller. It's reassuring to know that you are in there with me. I appreciate your love and your support, the fact that you usually handle bathroom time. (laughs) (laughs) But mainly, I appreciate your friendship. Okay, we're ready. Stretch one. Stretch way up on the right. Stretch away upide. And tune in your listening ears. Good job. And stretch way up high again. And what? Take your buckle bills. Good job. Where's your ones? What did God make on day one? The lights, the, the light. light. Good the light. job. High. The lights, where's your twos? What did God make on day two? Um the the sky. sky, That's right. Where's your threes? What did he gonna make on day three? Uh, he was super busy on day three. Uh, the fruits and the, the vegetables. vegetables and the
0: flowers. The flowers and, and the, the, tree. the trees. Grass. and the
1: grass. Good job, Kale. Where's your where's your fours? What did he gonna make on day four? He made the sun and the stars and the moon. And the moon. Where's your fives? The five. whole hand. What did God make on day five? He made the what of the air? The, the birds. The birds And the what of the sea? The fish. the fish. That's right. And where's your sixes? What did God make on day six? He made all of the animals. animals. That's right, Emily. And God made and me. Good job. Because God made and everything. everything. And he saw that it was good. And God is love. And God loves us when we're inside and when we're outside. And he loves us when we're happy and when we're sad. And he loves us when we're Scared. Scared, that's right, and Emily. And we're hiding. And we're hiding. And God loves us when we're? Sleeping. Sleeping, because God is? Love. love. And God loves us all the? Time. 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 Very good. Some of y'all are wondering why I always know my memory verse. <laughs> right there. If I expect them to do it, they know God's word. We've gone through it week in and week out, and they did a phenomenal job the one night we chose to record. <laughs> <laughs> First John 3, one says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. What a blessing it is to be called a child of God. God showed his love on the cross, pouring it out for us. So I will end this lesson the same way I end all of my puggle lessons. So if you remember nothing else, please remember this God made everything, and he saw that it was good. God is love. And he loves us all the time. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your friends. Lord, we just ask that you continue to guide us through life. Help us to swim the path that you want us to, Lord. Help us to always remember our puggle lessons, Lord. And we love you so much. Help us to always be thankful. And help our eyes always to remain on you. Amen.